Greetings, Internet, to another episode of 7C. Enjoy the musical stylings of whatever the fuck we put at the beginning of this. We put music in the beginning of our podcast now. Uh, we, do for, we did for Fallout uh, because of a special request from James, because it, it's yeah. appropriate. Mm-hmm. And also, easy, it's not, yeah, no. It's public domain. <laughs> public yeah. domain stuff. Well, I bet Kevin McLeod has uh, has some sort of swashbuckling tune. Uh, yeah, he probably does. I mean, if you if you want some royalty free music, we can slap some on the front of this. Only, I mean, we're gonna we, get a CD uh, of pirate we, music we, with the Kickstarter. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, be like, yeah, Wick, let us get some of that sea shanty music. Yeah, John Wick, send us that right now. I know you're listening. <laughs> I know you're you're with the NSA and spying on Skype. I mean, he follows me on Twitter. You never know. Coming soon, four, send four him, months send from send now, James Colmar eats his words. Totally going to once we get the first episode up. <laughs> okay, welcome to 7C. When we last left our heroes, they'd asked a lot of nosy questions to an uh, omniscient sage in the caves of Wolf above the town of Kirk. Some not quite as nosy, I admit. Uh, yeah, Gun- Gunrod Stiggins' daughter. Yes, self-righteous Silf- was more my, my tack on it. Yeah. <laughs> also, we committed an act of de- domestic terrorism for no reason. I'm sure there was there a was, reason. There was a reason. Uh... There was a reason, but it, it apparent, we apparently didn't commit a big enough act of domestic terrorism. Like I said, it was domestic uh, fucking... It was heavy, heavy uh, fucking vandalism. Yeah, no, it was... <laughs> go it was, or go home, I always it was fel- It was felony criminal <laughs> mischief. I believe is how it would be ruled in the eyes of the law. Right, and right with with uh, criminal mischief and uh, disorderly conduct. And your scheme was rewarded by, uh, well, by uh, an invitation to the Vendel League meeting and yes. their vote on what to do with the graveyard. Where we were able to sandbag the legislation <laughs> for like a day. Yeah. <laughs> giving us enough time I think to go and find we were sandbagged by the legislation. <laughs> Look the the important the thing oh yeah right, right yeah we because the the current ruling is that it's go so the the status quo is well the current ruling is there's a tie and since the tie status quo still stays yeah so I was hoping that we could get enough people in our in our favor to buy some time by uh, having them need to go through an appeals process. <laughs> But unfortunately, because, not, because nothing screams swashbuckling action like impeding legislation. <laughs> Just like episode one. <laughs> look, this, look, James. This game's also about political intrigue. Unfortunately, when you get into the when you get into the meat of politics, it's very boring. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 you haven't been reading the right politics. Are you forgetting the election of 1800? At least I passed the dancing mini game for the governor's daughter. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Hey, oh, yeah, I let's go take a lot of dancing right weapon. now. I am ready for this mini game. Who the Solid. fuck starts as a oh, Frenchman? Oh shit! I because <laughs> I have the best dancing. I am best dancer, probably. But I have a two in it, so I feel oh like a two. Oh, 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 oh. Let's not start this. <laughs> <laughs> and let's start this. You decided to get on your ship and go on out to the Vestin Lands. Yeah, because the yeah, the ting, the ting, valavaten, ting, valavaten. Yeah. Wait, what? Walla what? Ting ten? Ting valavaten is the name of the essentially the capital of Vestin Lands, the place that is the meeting hall for all the separate clans. 
We're hoping that they don't immediately decide to murder us as we leave our boat. All the ones we've interacted with have been very receptive. Why would they just... Because murder is what fuels the living runes. (laughs) Glorious conquest of everything. Sort of. It's complicated. That's one of of the the things. That's one of the key things. It's one of the things, depending on which clan you're talking to. It's weird. But, uh, yeah. Uh, the crew that was remaining on the ship, uh, they prepared it for your next journey out, so you can leave at any time. Once you've, uh, once you've made the proper customs, uh, customs negotiations and check-ins with the Admiral. Yeah, no, by the time we, by, by the time we filled out all the proper forms, like, they're gonna have the entire graveyard took up. <laughs> yeah. Luckily enough, it's not actually that, it's not actually, uh, that long before you get on the way and going. As it turns out, the Vendel League seems to not like impeding business travel too much. Yeah, they're all these Vendels are all about efficiency. But as you leave, you do see a, a sharp-nosed uh, Vendel man leading a large squadron of Eisen freemen. Yeah, doing what? Not taking him anywhere. Just doing training exercises outside the uh, outside the capital. Putting going to a guarding formation around the graveyard. They're not like going out into the mountains or anything. Yeah, they're probably a little spooked after somebody blew up their mining site. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, yeah, we did do that. But no, that was clearly the the serial killer person. And they even had the mark there and everything. Who would ever accuse you of being the serial killer? Who indeed? <laughs> yeah. I bet she doesn't even have two ranks of leaping. <laughs> uh, if you want to be, I in fact do have two ranks of leaping. Oh, yep, she's the murderer. She did it. <laughs> yes, uh, me. How much urban traversal the... do you have? I mean, I, you, I'm can also. You, can you push over an entire cart of apples? I'm just saying, I am also the completely wrong ethnicity for this. Yes. All of that said. <laughs> It's a perfect day for sailing. There's a brief there's a brief tailwind on the way um, that's going to be at your back as you go around the island of Otteswolf. The there's not a cloud in the sky. It's beautiful out. The only thing is it's a little bit cold for your tastes. That's there's fine. a sort of sharp there's a sort of sharpness to the air and you can see your breath as you hop onto the ship. You mean unlike when we first arrived here or and the entirety of this history of this place? Eh. The, the weather's been sort of moving around more and less tolerable. We've uh, I mean, sort of the cold thing. We've all we've all kind of uh, gotten a lot of fine furs while we're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't get don't get me wrong. It's always been more cold than you'd hoped, but less than you expected. Yeah, basically, that comes later. <laughs> Just get the map up real quick. Oh man, now shit's getting real. Oh, there we are. Are we gonna have to do ship combat? Um, I'm gonna go out, go right on the record and say I'm sorry, John Wick, but the ship the ship combat is toilet garbage. We put all that stuff in the ship. It will come into effect, and I'm going to be changing the ship combat system. But there will be stuff you're doing with the ship. Okay, so okay, so we're changing out. We're not doing yes, the hex. I'm, I'm 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 not abandoning it. I'm going to change it. But 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 we need our full fidelity in our swashbuckling game where we do 
weird stuff. No, it's cool. Soldiers. Once we get into ship combat, we just run our ship into the other ship, and then we immediately board it. And always pick the rapier. It's the fastest weapon. Well, first you gotta, you know, shoot it a bunch with grape shot, so... No, no, no. Just rapier. Rapier wins it in five seconds. Alright, does anyone have a navigation ability? Uh, oh, navigation, you say? Uh... Everything's coming up, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to make a simultaneous dancing and navigation check. Uh, <laughs> not me. I'm just saying I am the ship's navigator, and I have a yeah. three in navigation. Sure. Roll uh, wits plus navigation. Wits is two, so roll plus five, keep five, keep. I should probably bump up my skill in gunnery to oh, something higher than one. Uh, oh, eleven. Eleven. Ouch. That's a 5k2? Yeah, 5 uh, keep 2. Yikes. All right. It happens. The this, this system varies wildly. <laughs> so I've linked a picture of the Vestin and, uh, the Vestin and Vendel Islands in the chat. You are on the southeast corner of the southwest island of Otiswolf. To your northeast is the small island of Eskio, and to the north of that is Videnheim. You notice that on the west end of Videnheim is uh, the town of Tsingvalavatin. Okay, I see the dot that the text is next to now. Yes. And this, and looking at the maps you've been given, as near as you can tell, it's basically gonna just, just going to be a straight shot north. That's got to be the easiest way, right? Straight line? Yes. Straight lines are usually best... Uh, you get the last chance of being turned around or anything. Yeah, there's specific nautical instruments where it's uh, like as long as you... If that's what you want to do, you're pretty good at keeping that heading. Yeah, that's what your navigational knowledge tells you. Straight lines are good. Except for, well, the magic circle. I guess magic circle routes haven't been discovered yet. Wait, is that the one where you you, you go around like a, a conch cell? It's mostly used by aircraft. <laughs> I won't lie. I was looking at Salvatore's uh, sheet because I remember I gave him pilots so that we had someone who had a skill in driving said boat. I think and Kevin I has that. I, Kevin's gotta have that. Yeah, can you drive your boat? He's the yeah. captain, not the helmsman. I've got a point in it. I mean, I can drive the boat. Although, okay. ironically, uh, piloting during storms is based on panache, so I kick ass at that. Okay, <laughs> so in dangerous things you do. But I gave him, like, two points in it, but the whole reason I brought it up, I just glanced at his sheet, and I thought he had two points in plot, and I was like, what, you can have points in plot? When did I find that? That is an entirely different role-playing system. I think also not the might not it's the it's the more plot that would come up in a Badachi. Well, <laughs> plot as in plot to kill someone. I think there might be a knack for scheming. Uh, Pro- probably, like but but is that different from the knack for chicanery or skullduggery? Uh, yeah, they're actually three different things, and all of them are advanced. Um. <laughs> uh, you learn how to pick it up, but not how to put it uh, in your which pocket. Which lets me uh, <laughs> uh, fabricate a claim on my uh, on a neighboring county. Yeah, dear listener, if you've ever been frustrated by Dungeons and Dragons having hide and move silently, this is worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons hide and move silently. That was third ed. That's it's, that's that's a, that's a game eight years older than this one. <laughs> Also, it makes no sense why there are con men, since it's just as easy to become a surgeon as it is to become a quack. <laughs> but, Precisely but as easy. Hold, hold hope, though. Second edition fixed a whole lot of this. Hopefully. That is what yeah, we can tell. 
I'd like to not have a crippled character anymore. That's that's mostly your fault, Gavin. <laughs> Wait, he, there, there's too much cool stuff. <laughs> there's too much cool stuff, and it's priced all out of whack. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin says as he enters a, a, a store. No one made no one made you a, uh, made you make a swordsman sorcerer. A sword sorcerer. Yeah, I was just gonna go there, but didn't. <laughs> Please, it's called a spell blade. Nah, it's a right. prestige class. So you set out straight north on your heading. I assume you're going to follow the navigator's path, right, uh, that's, that's Valentine? Why, that's, that's why we have a navigator. Yeah, yeah. she will relay uh, directions <laughs> to the uh, lookout and also the, the helmsman. I, I didn't hire a navigator, so I could not follow what the navigator did. <laughs> Technically, my person I pay can be our helmsman. <laughs> okay. So, you are, uh, you're traveling along, and it takes about, I don't know, there's a mountain range there. Let's call it about, you set out in the morning, so call it four hours to get to the strait between the small island of Eskio and the larger island of Audit's Wolf. Mm-hmm. And things start getting a little trickier there. This is where we discovered there's a reef. <laughs> well, uh, Valentine, make me a wits plus pilot check. Or Salvatore, if you decide to let him take over for the calm section. Uh, yeah, he can fly. He can drive the calm. That's probably a better idea. What is, wits, it's wits plus pilot. Okay. The captain only takes the helm when things get dicey, because that's exactly. that's the only I time mean, it's a challenge. Okay, if it, which so pilots, that's what the captain actually has authority when things get dicey. Uh, Earth pilots, kind of a pseudo democracy. Because that's how pirate code be. Math, why do you fail me now? Pick it's really more set of guidelines. No, I'm, I'm at nines. I don't know why nines are hard for me to add. 23. 23. Okay. So, you managed to not run aground on the, uh, the shallow land that's at one point connected the islands of Otis Wolf and Eskio. But you do sort of lurch forward as the bottom of your rudder scrapes along the top of the... Does it? We have a retractable rudder. You didn't retract it. Fuck. (laughs) Why didn't we, James? Why didn't you retract it? Because it makes the boat easier to capsize. Exactly. It makes a lot of sense that you did not retract the rudder. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sir, we're coming on shallow waters. Should we retract the rudder? If the winds have calmed, then yes. (laughs) <laughs> there's there's been very little wind besides the ones at your back. Okay, so the northern seas can be really bad for wind. <laughs> and you suspect that uh, that Bully's been giving you a little bit of help. Uh, who was Bully again? The uh, the, the official Laird, the Laird the sorcerer. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Okay. I didn't write him down on uh, my notes. Yeah, Bully Coulson. Yeah, I just imagine he looks just like Gandalf. Yes. Uh, no, he's got a much better trimmed beard. He's also probably a lot more blonde. He looks a little bit more like a blonde Doctor Watson with a with a short beard. He's not as good as which, the brewmaster. Who, which Watson? There are a lot of Watsons. Like, I think he's uh, got Lucy like Lou. A... Yeah, that's what yeah. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> that that beard. <laughs> I mean, Lucy Lou is the best Watson. So <laughs> let's not let's not. Besides break. Larry the cucumber. So as you are, uh, you're, so as you're riding through, the uh, the ship abruptly scrapes along the uh, the land at the bottom, 
but with uh, with the quick piloting skills of Savatori and your luckily retractable rudder, you uh, you pull the rudder back before any damage can be done to the ship. But as you continue to sail, you see that you might not be able to keep your rudder out very for very long at a given time, since being between six di- five or six different islands, it all used to be connected. Well, there's a lot of these land bridges. Yeesh. So you can either uh, redirect your course back south around Eskio, or you can keep going. Going around Eskio will add uh, probably about four hours, six hours to your journey, depending on how quickly you go. Well, you know, we're kind of on a time crunch a little here. Yep, we can take it. <laughs> Famous what, the hours or the, the, the alternate path? Do I sound like the cautious sort? Hey, Kevin. It'll throw off anybody following us as well. So, yeah. You, uh, you, you do come to the realization that this section of the sea will actually, uh, it'll actually be difficult for any sort of the famous Vestin raiders to come attack you. In their long boats. Mm hmm. So, uh, well, the you... biggest ship in the shallows because of the retractable keel. Yeah. I think so we'll be the only you, ship here uh... with guns. Well, the, ra- the Raiders have largely uh, improved their methods over the years, besides one or two of the uh, of the clans. Let's see. All right. So as you as you cross the upper peninsula of Otis Wolf, off in the distant west, you can see uh, a mountain range on the even smaller island of Thorshofen. Thorshofen. That little island there between oh, yeah, Thorgul and Otis Wolf. And, uh, let's see. Everyone make me finesse, finesse plus balance. Okay. Alright. This is one of the Wait. skills I roll the most dice for in some stupid reason. Do I have balance? It's in the sailor skill. Okay. And balance. the athlete skill. Oh, I probably shouldn't roll a d20. Well, I, I mean, mean yes, it'd be you'll get good super results. Busted, but... <laughs> oh. A finesse plus balance? Yep. Alright. Oh. Axe is doing real good. <laughs> well, he has to balance in. Yeah, he has the most. Yeah. Okay. So swimming to the Rogers School, balance became my primary defense neck. Eight. 31. <laughs> All right. And you have the you have a little bit of trouble staying on your feet and um you get pushed back by a sudden gust of wind and it scrapes your arm across the uh across the side of the deck. Take five flesh wounds from getting filled with splinters. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, do we still have all the dramatic wounds we took from asking Gunrod a bunch of questions? Oh, shit. Uh, how many dramatic wounds do you guys have? I think we two. all have two. Oh, shit, yeah. I was crippled. Yeah, I forgot about that. Let's say yep. everyone has healed one, but you're all still feeling a little bit nauseous from the experience, so you you keep one. Sure, yeah. We can just okay. say and did surgery versus magic. I don't think you can surge in the brain yet. Well, that and the uh, the hemorrhaging that happened has just started to clot up and heal. But yeah, a sudden and unexpected gust of wind, the likes you've never seen before. It feels like it just punches you all as you barely maintain your footing on the deck. Well, barely's not exactly a fair thing to say considering the rolls you guys made. Many of you, Declan in particular, c- keep your footing admirably. But uh, Wanda said and Cristobal lets out a yelp from up on top, and there's a deafening crack. Oh no. 
Uh, and you recognize that crack. Normally you have a little bit more uh, warning when there's wind like that and you pull up the sails. Oh, dear. It's the, the sails are pulling real hard on that mast. Oh. You're starting to see splinters on the uh, the, the the bow side main Can mast. I jump up and like mess with the uh, the rigging and whatnot. All right, that'll be a climbing check. I'm going up there too to check on the lookout if that's the mast he's on. Climbing check. Your yeah, choice of bomb or finesse, depending on how you're doing it. Uh, I have sh- so I have ship writing. Can I use that here? Absolutely. Uh, okay. I'm gonna try and salvage this while they go and deal with the while they go and deal with the rigging. Sure. Uh, what is that I'll gonna let, be? I'll, wits. I'll let this be wits if you want to do it intelligently. Brawn if you're just trying to hold everything in place and put it back together. Finesse if you're running real quick to go get supplies to so fix it right. Par- parkouring my ray up there would be a finesse thing, right? Yeah. Or would it be finesse? No. Um, all right. Yeah. Valentine Valentine Salvatore yells for you. Um, something about the storm. It's something about a storm. It's hard to tell because of all the wind blo- blowing through your hair. Hey, hey, I have a weather thing. What's your weather thing? I have um. What is it? You have the weather. Sensitive knack? bones. Okay. Doesn't, there, doesn't mean shit, does it? There is a weather knack. Do you have that? No, of course then, not. In that case, you would be rolling uh wits plus one ko on weather. So keep nothing even. And and. and Oh no! Wits, wits plus one ko, but also not, uh, but al- but also not exploding anything. So four k three. Yeah. Cool. I randomly remembered. Hey, I took a thing. I remember. Twenty three. Twenty three. This is not a natural storm. Ooh, something. Th- this is not good. Th- this this is not how weather acts. All right. Meanwhile, Anne. You rush down into the uh, the bottom side of the of the ship, and you you manage to pull out a bunch of your ship riding equipment and toss it up onto the upper decks at surprising speed. Uh, let's see, uh, Nadira and Declan, you get up to the top lines about uh, as fast as each other. Meanwhile, you can hear the uh, the pounding of nails into the bottom of the uh, into the bottom of the mainmast. See oh, about so can, can he like relieve pressure on the sail somehow? Like, I don't know if it can go slower, but can he like so, uh, so either what, what whatever you're going to do, you're going to be making a rigging check. But yes. um, <laughs> <laughs> the, e- the the absolute easiest way to solve this, although perhaps the most difficult way to fix, is to just cut the sails loose and let them hang from the bottom part. As long as uh, as long as the sails aren't keeping the um, as long as the sails aren't blocking the winds, then they shouldn't be pulling on the mast anymore. Uh, if I can try to do something a little less like destructive and time wasting, um, uh, sure. You, you can also do a brawn plus rigging, and it would have to be um, it would have to be done in co- in concert with uh, Nadira. And actually, it would you you would you would use the worst of your two rolls because you can't go any faster than the other. But essentially, what you'd be doing is pulling the sails up. Don't forget from, you're blessed. From the bottom. I, I don't think this is... I'm, I'm not angry about this. Yeah. This is... This or, or at least, like, it's, you know. It's not so much a conflict yet. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, <laughs> don't forget. Yeah, the classic... I kissed you. The classic you man versus environment dice. conflict. Yeah, classic, you know, man versus man, man versus environment, man versus... Man versus food. Man uh, versus self. Meanwhile, Valentine, make me a panache plus pilot. 
And the dear Anne uh, Declan, you can make me brawn plus uh, rigging. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. All right. You start. Uh, you start pulling out all of your sailing tricks, spinning the wheel, uh, spinning the wheel the other direction. I actually don't know what you do with the big ship wheel. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, you you uh, you do what seems best at the moment for the situation at hand. While Anne is repairing the mainmast. You spin the boat off to the west, and the north wind that's coming at you just runs horizontally through the sails. But it quickly becomes a losing battle, because you're moving about as fast as you can go without capsizing the ship, and the wind appears to be changing direction to meet your front. Well, how close are we to port? Or some sort Uh, of safe harbor? At this point, you are roughly in the center of that circle in the middle of the map. So the nearest port is actually your destination, Tengvalavatn Ting, uh, in the northeast. Unless you want to go back the way you came and go to Kivik on Eskio. Hmm. Well, is, do we have any way to make progress against the wind? I think we need to get our fails disabled before we can. Yeah, once you get once you get your um, once you get your sails to stop impeding your progress, you do have a couple of, of methods of movement. You can get people downstairs rowing, <laughs> or you can start pulling some sailing tricks to gain uh, to gain forward distance. We can pull. We can point all the guns aft and just constantly fire them. <laughs> ah, yes, the the GTA cheat strategy. <laughs> we become rocket ship. Uh, that only works if you're on a tank. Yeah, you can start pulling tricks like. Um, Try and briefly put the wind at your back in the small sails, and then close the sails and whip around, keeping your momentum. Just shifting okay. our rudder back and forth to make it like a big old paddle. To make it like hey, that toy from you a know how much time? How many times I didn't mess with the wind in Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker, and I still got places. All right, you have an important job, uh, Francesca. Oh God, what? Well, not not for being a witch or anything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, how the hell is that applying right now? No, you have an important job because it's becoming very difficult to tell at a glance where the erstwhile land bridges are beneath the roiling water. So you need to very carefully keep an eye on that and move the rudder up and down to suit the situation. Alrighty. So that will be a wits plus piloting navigation, something like that. (laughs) This would normally do... She doesn't have that at all. Whoops. Well, you sure you don't want to let the guy I paid for do it? Because he's got that stuff. Well, sure, if you just want to sit back and let your uh, servant Not really. Story wise, <laughs> it sucks. I just don't have the skills I gave them all to him. Yeah, well, that's. Right. That, I mean, it makes sense if you're, like, you know, nobility, that like, you have somebody to do that for you. Yeah, like, it makes sense. It's just not fun for the story. Yeah, if, if it's what the character would do, then do it. Help. How would he help and somehow give me some kind of role? Um, well, he would just sort of pitch his head over the side and look real close, closer than is safe, and yell at you to pull the lever or not pull the lever. That's cool. What does that mean for my roll? So I'm not just rolling... Uh, you'll be rolling his wits plus pilot. Okay. He'll tell you, at some point he's going to tell you that there's a train coming down a track towards uh, five people, but if you pull the lever, it'll only hit one person. So pull the lever. (laughs) So, um... Okay. So this one train is coming towards uh, towards the town of Kirk at 45 miles per hour. No, I'm not a math person. Don't do this. Uh, 
Okay, first of all, what's that converted into kilometers per hour? Because that's what they use here. Well, they're nautical uh, no, kilometers. They nautical miles. Oh, <laughs> fucking nautical miles. I'm so glad you let me roll his numbers and not mine. That would have been very bad if it had been my numbers. Um, yes, heaven when... forbid someone roll badly on a check. Hey, I want us to survive, and this is kind of... Yeah, in... look at the seven I rolled. And... Yeah, 29. So, so you are pulling and unpulling the lever... Well, pulling the lever and pushing the lever, I suppose. About as quickly as is reasonable. Okay. So you push it and you can feel the whole, uh, you can feel the whole thing shake as the bottom of the rudder just barely scrapes the end of a land bridge and you move into deep water. And whenever you pull it back, you can feel the, um, the ship start to lurch to one side, but then you hit the land bridge, everything shakes and you pop back up vertical. Meanwhile, back on the main mast, Declan is going hand over hand on the ropes with his tremendous Irish muscles. <laughs> and uh, Nadira is unfortunately, unfortunately, clouds are beginning to materialize in the middle of the sky. Can they didn't, Anne, they can didn't come from the, the horizon or anything. Well, Anne's doing something else. No, I mean, can she, like, invent the uh, video or the camera so we can record this and make a lot of money off rich women for what Declan looks like. Yeah, I mean I'm, we're gonna make we're gonna make of the essence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <if> we, <laughs> let me just invent the camera so that we can sell pornography. <laughs> hey, just saying. Yeah, that's that's, that's where we're gonna make the money hand. off that camera. <laughs> off the only camera in existence. <laughs> and clouds begin to materialize in the sky. Dark gray clouds. And they start just dumping water onto you. Nadire, uh, you're having trouble keeping your balance at first, which uh, explains the slow progress. Both of you make me finesse plus balance checks. Also, that photo would take like an hour to make of us holding still, so... (laughs) Because it's the first fucking photo things, and those were shit. Those were standstill for like... I wasn't even talking camera, I meant like video recording camera. I'm talking movies. Yes. <laughs> All right. So the two of you, you manage to just plant your feet down onto the main mast uh, horizontal bar and continue your um, your pulling back of the sails. Both of you make me another rigging check. Meanwhile, and something unfortunate happens. As Valentine brings the uh, the boat around, the wind catches from the uh, the from the starboard side of the ship. And pushes the whole thing towards capsizing. Luckily, uh, Francesca's pulled the rudder at the right time, so it doesn't go over. But as the side of the ship is pulled out of the water, you can hear the loud crack of lightning as it crashes into the side of the ship. And as you, as the, as it plunges back into the water, you can hear the rushing of seawater in the bottom decks. Uh, I guess that's gonna be another finesse plus ship writing? Yep. Or is it just gonna be like, pray or it for could death? just be a, it could just be, um... To the if you, you could just run down there and shove your arm in the hole. And just imagine the... Hey, we have boxes of stuff, probably, of something. Go shove one of those in front of the hole. I, I just imagine, like, one of the holes is being covered up by the eyes and mercenary we have down there just puts his shield in front of it. <laughs> and then Anne just comes and drives stakes through the shield. <laughs> tang, tang, tang. Damn it. <laughs> Now we have a no wait, and then I come across a great idea: the ironclad. <laughs> the ironclad was not a new idea; it was just impractical for a while. 
All right. Anyway, from, yeah, the, from the time there were ships, people have thought, "What if we cover the ship in metal?" <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, the answer for the longest time was, "We have a ship that is much, much lower than we're comfortable with." <laughs> <laughs> but I can dip my feet in the ocean from the top deck. <laughs> um, okay, so the rigging is not going point. fantastic, I admit. <laughs> Not as good as my can last I, time, like, but pretty okay. I don't know, maybe this is just the new edition, but can I throw a drama die? Can I use a drama die, like, on her roll? Um, sure. If you want to use it that way, fine by me. Yeah, yeah just roll another 1k1. Oh, yeah. yeah. Charlie, uh, roll a 1k1. Five. <laughs> no, two. Well, that adds up to... Six. Six. <laughs> Still worse than last time. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, Sir, I'm a I am a navigator. If you want me to cut ropes, I can do that. But cut them is... if you have to to save the ship. Otherwise, it'll slow us down. Actually, I think she's talking to Douglin just because oh, okay. I don't think you she could hear the captain from all the way up there in the middle of this monsoon. No, at this point, Declan is just degenerated into just you think you think. What he's saying might be curses, and they might be directed at you. But it's all in English, so what the fuck do you know? He may also have become a gorilla. (laughs) Well, this is the gorilla monsoon. Alright, so, and you go down to the below decks. It's already sort of ankle deep in water. And more water is pouring in the sides. Only at any given point is it briefly open to the air. Where are the bilge rats? Drowned, sir! <laughs> Look, I need you to get buckets. I need you to, to empty this while I while I keep more water from getting in. Slam, yeah, uh, slam, slam, hammer prin- noise. <laughs> the princess's servants uh, salute and run off and throw buckets off the side of the, the... They throw buckets out the cannon holes on the side. Buckets of water or the actual buckets? Yeah, the buckets are just gone. <laughs> Rip, fuck them. <laughs> All right, and you uh, you met with that roll, you managed to pull a pretty tricky maneuver. You put a you put a large bolt of dry wood into the hole that's uh, a little bit smaller than the hole, and you just break a jar of pitch on it. Ooh, yeah. The pitch fills the hole, and water starts slowing to a drip as you uh, as you start planking it up properly, and the uh, the dry wood expands to start filling the hole. All right, Captain, do you have any tricky moves to pull? Tricky moves to pull. You always have tricky moves to pull. Hmm. Now, in this situation, in waters we don't know, with possibly hostile people, and at least one unnatural storm. Uh, let's say, what happens if they start to turn back? If you just start going the direction you came, whip around 180? Yeah. Uh, the wind remains at your back. As Could we turn... swing around, Eskiel, and try to come the round way? He'll find the lookout. Juan de San Cristobal is still in the crow's nest, hanging on for dear life as the main mass sways back and forth. And Nadira and, and, and Dunklin are trying their hardest to stop it from doing that. Oh, apparently only one of us is trying our hardest. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're both, they're both trying their hardest. Only one of them is actually succeeding at doing anything. Okay. 
Okay. So, what what thought did you have as you're looking for the lookout? Trying to figure out if somebody is looking at us from shore and is po- is causing the storm. <laughs> is that you down there, Captain? <laughs> Look for a mage. Look for somebody watching us. Somebody watching us from the shore. What shore? There's oh, five uh, of them. From the shore we're going to. We're going to. No, I... I... Wait. Three people, northeast shore. He looks down this spyglass, wipes the water off the end of the uh, lens. Anne! Go yes, down sir. To the, down the uh, <laughs> stairs. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> What's the Vestin symbol for parlay? Uh, what is the Vestin symbol for parlay? Do we have a flag for that? I don't think we can raise flags right now. <laughs> I think you could raise a flag. <laughs> Not going to stay up there long. And also our semaphore um, expert is currently trying to retract the mast. Um, give me some sort of uh, wits plus sci- uh, scientist role, because you study... Let you study uh, the runes. Let me see. I have uh, research, natural philosophy, um, oratory. I need to take history. I just I need to add history to my skills. Yeah, that's that's probably the right one. Yeah. Uh, so I can roll wits. Uh, yeah, <laughs> roll roll wits, but it explodes. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter if it exploded. Uh, I got a twenty. Twenty. All right. So you have two options. You don't know which is the better one and which will be the disastrous one. You can either throw up the flag of Bevagelza, which would be an X with a line horizontally through it, which is uh, the, room of em- the sim- em- empathy. rune of empathy. Yeah. Or you could um, you can put up the rune of Varsil, which looks like a bull's skull, which is the rune of Omen. <clears throat> you seem to remember that uh, it had some that had something to do with uh, speaking. Uh, Captain, the, uh, the symbols we need are the, uh, hold on, and, uh, she'll, I don't know, grab charcoal and some, and our surrender flag? (laughs) I have no idea. You probably have a white flag somewhere in there. Yeah. We have a rag that can be attached to a, that can be attached to a pole. Yeah. Um, alright, let's see. I'm gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna go with Bella Gelza, cause she's written in my notes. (laughs) Right, Bevagelza was the. Uh, okay. You 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 asked for. Uh, she's written in your. That name is written in your notes because uh, you asked who would the um, who the best person to talk to is in the Vestin lands or something some such thing. Right, right. Because I didn't just want to go talk to everybody. That would take more time than we have. Right. All right. So you put up the sign of uh, Bevagelza. Yes. All right, Captain. And gives you a flag with a large X with a small horizontal line through it. All right, Francesca, hold this, and he'll run up to the bow with the other end of the flag. Holds. And hold it up at them. Okay, so you hold up the flag. Probably put right, it towards- uh, to aft now. Sure. So uh, you hold up the flag and uh, presumably put like a torch behind it to backlight it. Yeah. And suddenly the wind dies down. The rain slows to a crawl. The lightning becomes less frequent as it, as before it was starting to cascade and just light up the horizon all around you. 
things seem to be calm. Yeah, turn around and uh, head towards the uh, head towards their location. Okay. So there isn't so much a, a port as there is a long dock. There's one empty longboat on it. In the in the distance, you can see smoke coming up from uh, from a village. Not nothing like nothing's like on fire. There's just a fire there. And what island is this on? Is this uh, one this we're is on the from? island you're going to. Okay. This is the I- island of uh, uh, Vidnheim. Vidnheim, yes. You're you're on the uh, the western end of Vidnheim. And as you approach, you see the three people standing on the coast watching you cautiously. One of them appears to be fairly disfigured. The one on the left is a man that's missing his right arm and appears to have been ritually scalped. <laughs> However, there's a there's a tall blonde woman st- standing in the middle of them and a shorter man off to the right. Let's go. Hey, hey. There's the ones that were messing about, I take it. Probably. Seems so. Let's see why they felt the need to greet us so rudely. They don't have a pretty good answer. We give them a greeting. We are visitors to their land. Anne hears that she we beat their skull in. As Anne hears that she decides to take the musket and the blunderbuss off of each opposing shoulder, only bringing her dinner pistols. <laughs> I always like a breakfast pistol myself. It's the I'm same fond pistol. Of the brunch. I'm the fond spoiler. of the brunch pistol. It's got a slice of cantaloupe at the end. I like the elevensies pistol. We, I'm sorry, sir. We don't serve brunch here, but I can put some Seven Up in your orange juice. <laughs> Is that a? Am I just out of touch with brunch culture? <laughs> Uh, making a reference knowing, to mimosas. Knowing nothing else about it, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I'm going to say yes, you were probably out of touch with brunch culture. <laughs> yeah, that's a point. Teens today just don't understand brunch culture. <laughs> Kids these days. Housewives getting drunk on Sundays for an obvious reason? No, that's a hey, book a breakfast club. cocktail. The savory cocktail was, was a wonderful idea. <laughs> I like tomato juice. Oh, I also well, like vodka. Where does well, Long Island iced teas fall into this? Get you drunk real quick. Yeah, for alcoholics who don't want to admit alcoholic. Sends one clear message. I want to get fucked up and fast. <laughs> yeah. I also want to have a very, very tall glass to drink out of. Yeah, I want a lot of liquors, and I don't want to taste them. Yeah, tequila, gin, vodka, rum, triple sec. No, there's no gin. I think you can make a gin, uh, Long Island. You can make whatever you well, want. Yeah. You, you can pour all the liquors in the world in there and call it Long Island, and no one's really going to argue with you. Yeah. Well, no, because gin has a very distinct flavor profile that doesn't play well with the other three. I, I bartended for a while, just, just ignore me. Oh, that's yeah. fine. You know, that doesn't it's, it's an important skill. It's an important innkeeper skill. Yeah. I oh. wish it was. <laughs> James, did both of your parents bartend or just your mom? Both. Okay. In very go. different scenarios. Well, uh. yes. Your mom's a Friday's bartender. My dad's a biker bar guy. <laughs> uh, let's see. So yeah, you you park your ship, and it, for for what happens, it doesn't appear to be all that badly damaged. What damage there was can be patched up fairly easily without putting it into dry dock or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We lost a healthy number of barnacles. Pray for each of their souls. Okay. 
And as you approach, you can see that um, all three of their eyes are different shades of purple. The the man with the one arm, he has this sort of dull purple to his eyes. The the man on the right, the short man, has a has a more sort of a more sort of average purple. And the the woman in the middle has these bright, almost glowing amethyst eyes. I, I take it that eye colors in Seven C are usually not are usually normal to ours. Like, yeah, you you aren't fan fiction characters. It could also be <laughs> anime. Could be fan. Anime. Hey, don't make fun of my character Ebony Darkness Dementia Way. You left She's a raven special. out there anyway. Yeah, I did. Hello, I'm Nihongo Dark Raven. <laughs> I did forget the raven in the name. <laughs> I'm Raven, Raven, the Raven, McRaven. Everyone loves Raven. They stand there with their hands behind their backs, eyeing you appraisingly. But they wait for you to speak. I'm Captain Valentine Leveriste. Why did you conjure a storm? She looks at you for a moment, pauses. I am Sigrith of Arensfolk. I conjured that storm because when a ship armed with cannons comes straight from the south. It doesn't tend to go well for the people on these beaches. Well, you're in luck. We're here to help. All the better if we have cannons. She looks up at the ship, looks back at you, your skeleton crew. Yes, I suppose we would be in luck. Hey, we got a more crew that's now very surly all the time. She looks back at the uh, the two behind her. They've, they've moved a step back to let her speak. And she speaks to them in a language none of you recognize. Not even Anne? Not even Anne. Anne doesn't actually have Vestin. It's not Vestin. Yeah, well, even if it was, she doesn't have it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you probably recognize Vestin. Yeah. You just can't translate it. And they turn back to you. So, why have you come here? What brings your tenacity, and how is it that you knew the rune of Bevagelza? Um, uh, that, uh, that was my doing. I am a uh, scientist studying the Lairdom. And... Ah, um, your reputation precedes you. You would be Anne Holmvik? Yeah. Yeah, I... My, apo- my apologies. You are, at the moment, as far as we know, one of the only scientists studying our sorcery. Well, it is necessary to preserve the good way. And preserve the living ruins. She looks somewhat impressed. Even in these modern times, one cannot forget their roots. True enough. But that does not answer the question of why you've come. Unless it's on a scientific journey. Um, somewhat. There is a mining company in Kirk that is trying to... Uh, is in in the process of digging out a Vestin burial site as it is a has been spotted as a source of mitril or was I Uh, we we need we were told by uh, Gunrod Stiggins' daughter that there was uh, there were some on this island that could specifically in Tingvalavatan that could help us in understanding the origin of Mitril and give us more definitive word that we can use to win this case. I see. I don't know who exactly that would be, but unfortunately you might have a 
rather rough time looking. Stigan's daughter, we, we brought up the Daruna Stigan's daughter, or Daruna Bevagelza, because Stigan's daughter said that maybe the one who can, will be most apt to help us in understanding the magic and the importance of these sites. Well, let me just say, it is rather impressive that you found Stigan's daughter at all. She's been lost for many, many years. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, at this point, thought she was legend only, but uh, um, it was not. It was not our our work alone. There was another another Vestan group that was camping out, and one of ours uh, found them, followed them to the cave where they asked about the location of Nud. That would be the Lars folk. Yeah, yeah, they are looking to score the second blood. If this operation we had been hope- through. We had been hoping that the Lars Folk would not be successful in their journey. I believe um, the word is they shall find Nud within the next few days and have him at their disposal. I see. This is troubling news. But I believe in regards to Bevagelza, she may have been speaking metaphorically. Are you familiar with our clan system? Um, alas, no. Allow me to introduce myself again. She looked at all of you. I am Sigrith of Arensfolk. The Arensfolk are the traditional lairdom sorcerers of the Vestin Menavanyar. The Larsfolk, which I believe you've met, are the war tribe. They are symbolized by the rune of Krieg. And the Bottlesfolk, known for their wisdom and for producing the most high kings of any other clan are signified by Bevagelza. I see. So we need to seek out the wise men. Well, if that is your goal, then you are in luck. The Alting is convening right now. She points back over her shoulder at the gout of smoke that's coming up from the uh, the city over the hill range. That seems as likely a place as any for what we're looking for. Very well. Um, thank you for the information. Unfortunately, we shall be accompanying you to ensure that you don't do anything stupid. Yeah, yeah. I hear that a lot. And bites her tongue. <laughs> um, by the way, all of you take a drama die for the uh, for the ship encounter. Cool, cool. Hey. Yeah. All right, and uh, the three of them lead you over the hills, unless you have any more questions for any of them. And probably has many, but now is not really the time. <laughs> As right, the, time the, is, the time is highly limited. <laughs> the journey is made in silence. Yeah, I mean, she'll probably, I don't know, because um, they're actually, they're, they are the, uh, the, they said they're the masters of Laertum. Yes. Um, man, this is a case where I'm going to say Anne would ask them questions about, uh, about Lairdom runes and be taking notes, um, as she unfortunately knows a lot more than I do about Lairdom. <laughs> so I can't, <laughs> I can't say it in any sort of, like, intelligent thing, like, what question I would ask, but she's probably making that kind of talk. How do you, it's like asking a, a physicist, how do the universe done work? Yeah, uh, do you have any, like, specific hypotheses you're trying for? Um, 
I know she's well. Let me think. Let me look at her. Um, because she's probably studied in some. She actually, that's probably the thing. She's probably going to talk in the other sort of sorceries that she's learned or learned about in some way, as she's been sort of traveling to the other to the other countries to get an idea of how um, you know, how Porta and Sorte and uh, all of those other magics work, and probably sure. get a better idea from the source. Um, you know. Because Laridum is the special one, and that it only requires a strong belief and some amount of blood. Right. So she may she may like kind of s- sort of swap stories on that regard, talk shop about it as much as she can as like not a sorcerer herself. Sure. Um. You you do get a, an interesting piece of information that Bully Coulson will never ever ever be able to become a master of Laridum. It is impossible. Right, because he doesn't have the right bloodlines. He has the right bloodlines, but he doesn't have the right beliefs. Ah, okay. Bully Coulson is a staunch objectionist. Right, because yeah, because there you need to have the there's a very specific lifestyle that goes into being able to maintain layeredom. And if anyone else has any questions about anything, it's a good time for it. Now I tend to go into things not really knowing what I'm doing, so. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, like and may also has a lot to add. And may also ask about the uh, about. I I didn't write the name down. What is the name of the Wiseman tribe? Oh, uh, the the High Kings tribe. Yeah, the Bodiless folk. B o d i l s. Okay. Folk. One of the eight folks. I think she'll she'll be asking about. Uh, if they know, uh, if they know, you know, the proper ranks, so that she doesn't go in and just like, "Hey, you look important." There are three ranks in Vesson society: the Jarl, which is the chief, typically a war chief; the Karl, which is usually along the level of guard or even farmer; and the Thrall, which is more or less a servant or slave. So who among the uh, among the Bodles folk um do you address a Jarl directly? Or is that not uh not allowed? I, I do not the, Vest- see, um... the Vestin are a simple people. If you have something to say to someone that must be said to them, then you say it to them. I see, I see. That said, a certain amount of respect is expected. Understood. Uh thank you for um bringing me from ignorance you start hearing clanging from the uh, from the town of Tinkvalavatan. ah uh, yes they fight all day and then they feast all night no wait <laughs> that's not this that's not this life <laughs> wrong life that's life plus yeah that's when the real dark souls begins <laughs> All right, and if you have no more questions in particular, um, you cross the final hill before the Gout of Smoke, and you can see that there's a great number of Vestin around the around the. Considering it's one large meeting hall, a lot of people translate to a hundred to a hundred fifty, depending on how many are inside. Mm-hmm. It appears to be an ancient meeting hall made of thatching and stone and sticks. Right, the word looks, hall is very literal in this sense. Yes, it is. It has been a uh, you. You at the very least know that Tingvalavatan has been the meeting place for the disparate clans since the since 
basically since Vestin could be called a country and not just a pile of people fighting each other. Right. Okay. And you you see that the clanging, there's some clanging from a blacksmith out in one corner, and but there there's more clanging from a blanket in the center of the uh the meeting hall square. Clanging there's from a blanket there's a blanket that is laid out, and on it are two men fighting with long swords. Gotcha. They appear to be fighting to the death, as you see the end of the blade cut rather deeply into the chest of his opponents, and they do not stop fighting. It's a firm reminder to Anne why she is doing this research in the beginning. You can see from here that people are organized basically into cliques. There's groups of people sitting with each other and talking, and sometimes they look over, some with distrust, some with concern, and some with just sort of apathy at the other groups. Uh, when, well, so, uh, so the cliques are based on, like, um, uh, based on ideals? Or, like, or what, what do you... They appear to be dressed similarly, which implies to you that they are uh, members of the different clans. Right. Uh, Seems rather a waste, no? Hmm? They just fight to the death here. It is necessary for the, uh, it is uh, necessary for Liardum to persist. This is the uh, honor and glory in combat, an honorable death. Uh, Sigrith turns back and looks at you strangely. This is not to preserve the runes. Hmm? This is, this is a legal dispute. Oh. The the offended has won his right to home gang. I see. Um, so it is trial by combat then. Yes, in a word. Um, by the way, Valentine, you quickly realize that the Swordsman's Guild must have no presence here. Yeah, <laughs> considering that they don't. They they sort of frown on duels to the death, regardless of the uh, circumstance. Uh, that's a good point. I think the idea of a guild is sort of rejected in Vestin. Yeah, guilds are sort of a sore spot with them lately. <laughs> I wonder why. No guilds, no masters. Except for the, the yalls. Very limited masters. Um... So we're uh, we're inside the meeting hall then, or is the meeting hall? Uh, you you are on the hill atop the you're you're atop the hill outside the meeting okay. hall. Okay, and there's just a hundred some odd people gathered in the town mm-hmm. square. Many of you, many of them look at you strangely. Some talk amongst themselves. Some shout things at you, but no one makes a move to stop you. Sure. Um, I guess we will follow. Walk into the walk to the town, as is our. As is necessary for for sure. thing we're working on. Yeah, you walk your way into the uh, the meeting hall. You can see that there is one throne that sits empty, and around are eight large dining tables, feast hall tables essentially, each of which is uh, populated by a different clan of the Vestin. Right, right. That okay. That makes sense. Right, since it's this is their capital more or less. Mm-hmm. There's a great de- there's a great deal of arguing back and forth from table to table, and you can see um, 
you can see in the middle of the room there is a large stone altar, and upon it are eight differently colored, um, eight differently colored sort of statues. Some of them are upside down. Four of them are upside down. Four of them are right side up. Hmm. How does one put a statue upside down? It's a it's a rather squat statue, and there's a flattened portion on the top of it. Oh, okay. So like kind of like a sort of like one of those old fertility idols, or like or, a... you know the, the legends of the hidden temple idol. Oh, you mean Olmec? No, not the not the head. The little idols they got. You could probably put Olmec upside down, and it'd be no worse for wear. <laughs> okay, we're getting off track quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the thrones are empty. The uh, but the dining. The dining experience is in full swing, it appears. Yes, and there are heads of the clans at the tables, but everyone appears to be speaking more or less equally. I guess we'll... Uh, our, the advice was that you go to who you want to talk to and talk to them. So, yep, so who do you guys want to talk to? Um, let's see. Uh, can we identify the clans at all? Uh, you see runes of the Vestan language, but you could... Ask anyone, basically, and get pointed to the right clan you're looking for. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, or you, or you, or you could ask uh, who the clans are and get an open-ended answer about them. Yeah, that might be the. Yeah, well, uh, we we're very obviously not from around here. We'll walk. Yes. We'll walk in and and ask ask which clan is sitting where. And then you'll roll your eyes at you. Go, God, tourists. I mean, half of it, we're probably all still pretty soaked from, you know, the torrential rain, too. Yeah, you're probably pretty soaked. In fact, a couple people probably laughed at you as you came in, given the sky is clear here. Yeah. But yeah, um... They just know it's old Sigraf pulling her tricks. <laughs> that's her That's her hazing ritual. It's It's this literally a they- ritual. This is where the term get dunked on go comes from. (laughs) (laughs) It's where they invented the chaos dunk. (laughs) Alright, so you, uh, passersby comes by and, uh, you manage to stop him as he's, uh, as he's just picked up a fresh plate of food. Yes, uh, the clans. Um, that's one over there. Uh, he points to the at the table full of uh, elegant-looking people with variously purple eyes. They're the Aaron's folk, our sorcerers. Yeah. Um, he 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 points to uh, another table where everyone is sort of holding hands in solidarity, and they're talking to each other like close family, even though you're sure none of them are that level of family. Mm-hmm. Those are the and those are the Enheads folk. They're our most traditional tribe. And uh, that's one. They're large, beefy men having large, beefy arguments. <laughs> While eating large beef. They are the Lars folk, our warriors. He points at another table where uh, people appear to be talking somewhat distractedly. A couple of them are whittling or, uh, or threading things, sewing. Mm-hmm. They are craftsmen, the Handel's folk. There are not many of them left. And you, they, he points to another table, very rugged-looking people. Mm-hmm. The yards folk, hunters, fishers, farmers, they live off the bounty of the earth. 
then he points at uh, he points at people wearing somewhat stranger and more foreign clothes. Mm-hmm. The Stearness folk, sailors, traders. And then he points to a small table at the end of the room, the eighth table, which is empty. That is the table of the Tillits folk, the hermits. They're around, but they do not like to be around this many people. And he he points uh, to the last table he hasn't mentioned. And that is my table. Nice to meet you. I am Olaf of Baldur's Folk. Um, the pleasure is received, uh, Anne Holmvik. Valentine Leverist. Exactly, McCarran. Nadire Fadil Demir. I see. May we, what brain? may we sit with your um, clan? Ours in particular, most likely. The others might not take kindly to it. He sits down. He sits down at uh, the end of the table, but points over at the other end near the yarl. But there is a great deal of space put respectfully between uh, them and the yarl. Right. I'm guessing the yarl sits at the head of the table. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll. Yeah, and we'll take a seat much further down the line then. Okay. Or a bench area. This may be the only clan on this island where she is actually where she may be bigger than the other people. <laughs> the Tillits folk seem to be small people. When you you see one come over to the table and sit down before impatiently standing back up and walking outside. Right. <laughs> I like that. The, I like that the hermits have a seat in the have have a table in the in the hall. Well, sure. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, they just don't use it. Almost like you leave a seat open for Jesus or whatever. Yeah, seat for Elijah. Yeah. Right. So you guys find a seat at the Buddles folk table. What do you do? Uh, that is the question, isn't it? Um, let's see, and we'll start talking with some of the other. I guess. Carls, they'd be the ones who are here, since the thrall would be somewhere else. Yeah, the thralls are moving around, bringing plates from place to place. Yeah, less sort of less sort of discreetly than servants you've seen in other countries, but even still. Yeah, they're they're the most discreet people here. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yes, largely carls, farmers, craftsmen, guards. You're you're sort of middle class. You're literally middle class. Yeah. Um actually I guess we could also talk to the the craftsmen at some point but later. Um so they the so uh I guess and and we'll start talking around with the with some of the nearby carls and ask them, you know, who they are, what they do, introduce herself. Um mm-hmm. you get a variety of answers and a couple questions about who you are and why you came. <laughs> Largely polite though. Right. She's she's very surprised by this development. <laughs> One impertinent young man is a little bit rude, but he's slapped upside the head by his mother. <laughs> All right. Um, yes, I am uh, Anne Holmvik. Uh, I've been studying uh, Leardom for some time and uh, have needs uh, from the Vestin people to uh, stop a uh, an incursion. Yes, the uh, the war. Yeah, yeah. That is not in our that is not in our people's desire right now. But 
the vote stands how it stands. Yeah, I think I think I may be able to end it from the Vendel side. Um, we've been taking this to uh, to the Vendel League, and if we can get all the facts about the mining site that the Sigloth Mineral Concerns is using, we may be able to persuade the. Um, what, what was the name of the main chief the, of the of the main guy from the Vendel League who doesn't vote on anything? Like, did he have a title? Oh. Uh, he's the he's, German he's, guy or Eisen guy. Yeah, he holds the the High King seat, but his official title is Steward. Okay. Um, there is a there is a swing vote. Uh, the Steward currently occupying the position of High King will not vote on uh, is is the is the deciding vote on this and will not cast his votes until he can get. All the facts on this site, and we have we have made some uh, astounding discoveries on uh, on the minerals in in this site. Um, namely, that it is uh, it is uh, a mitral formation, but it is mm. unnatural. It seems to follow the pattern of the uh, of the of the burial plots, and we think this is to do with. Uh, perhaps Mitral is only formed from fallen Vestin heroes, but we have see. we have no proof for this right now. Uh, only anecdotes, and I I think we can perhaps stop the mining efforts if we can find all the facts about about Mitral. We talked to Gunrod Stiggins' daughter, but she said that when when we asked about when we asked her about it, she said that the only ones who know are were in front of her and below, which I assumes me and a few others there, and everyone else is under the ground. I see. But when I asked her for further further advice, she told me to consult Bevagelza, which I have been informed is the ruin of the Bolus folk. It is, it is indeed. Although we have not seen our clan matriarch in many, many years. Yeah. But still, I figure it has the, um, if there's anyone who may know, I think it may be among here. Or among well, the Arns folk. What exactly are you looking for? I need to be able to examine, um, other. So for this, I, I need I need confirmation. I need proof, and for that, I need to be able to look at other Vestin burial plots and survey them. I shall not uh, do anything oh, that would thank thank the groom father. You asked us first. The Lars folk would have you killed where you stand, as would the Ennis folk. Yes, I uh, yeah I. I I assumed as much. And if you speak to the Yord's folk, they will likely attack you. I suppose that won't do much in terms of stopping a war then, will it? However, the Bolos folk have some of the most esteemed heroes. You see, we have had the most high kings of any clan. However... If you wish to have access to our graveyards, that you'll need to talk to Eric for. 
he points down the uh he points down the uh the table to uh to what appears to be the Arl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Um uh, so uh, Sigriff uh Arnsfolk said that if you wish to speak to somebody you may approach them. Uh, is there any Thing I should take into account. I am unfamiliar with the uh, the customs and etiquette of the Bodos folk. Try not to get yourself killed. We've seen enough death. Good advice. It's, it is a it is a thing I live by. I you should not have helps. What's the warning? Is it? <laughs> with Eric, you should not have too much to worry about. With the other Jarls, you may have more of an issue. Right. So you are, though you do appear to be fortunate to know Sigrith already. In the corner of your eye, you see Sigrith sit down at the head of her table. Yeah, she introduced herself to us most forcefully. That is her way. I do not blame her for it. It is, it is who she is and what she does. He nods and um, and points over at Eric. Eric has begun to take notice of the fact that he is being pointed at. <laughs> Who points at me? Alright. Uh, I guess Anne will get up then. We'll be direct about this? That's that's the that's the thing that was recommended. That and don't die. Try and everyone pro- else is, of course, f- free to talk all they like. Yeah. I don't know. Surprisingly, not that good at diffusing war... Uh... <laughs> Wars. I was not sure what to talk about. Yeah, like, the Vidajin Sorta Major has really nothing to offer right now. By the way, you're seeing just a shit ton of status lines. Oh, color me surprise. Authority lines going from one place to another. Lots Although green, there are... Or not the, green. Yellow, there isn't are, it? I think it's green. I think yellow is commerce. You're right, because it, it doesn't make sense. Green and money is a new thing for us. So Yeah, so it's a bunch of green everywhere. It's like a, but uh, th- yeah. there are thick red cords going from place to place here and there. Any romance ones? Yeah, here and there, between married couples that are here. No, so nice. It's like a fucking cat's cradle. Like, if I didn't know they weren't here, I would feel like I was going to get strangled. And it is peculiar. The, uh, the hermits that your attention was called to, they have strings between them, but almost no strings toward anyone else. Okay. What do they have between each other? Various things. Some status, some romance, some commerce. It's standard layouts. I guess it's not too surprising that the hermits are sort of separated from everybody else. It's almost like they're hermits. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Anything between tables? Anything Romeo and Juliet getting on here? Uh, There's a couple of romances between tables, but. um, I don't know enough to. Yeah. Nothing seems particularly dramatic, and as near as you can tell, it's not, like, looked down upon or anything. Just, I'm gonna have to go to Vidachi to get some of this intrigue and court romance. Whatever. <laughs> cool. Seeing strings. Can't touch them yet, so. Yet? Yet. I'll eventually be able to touch them, and then I can start untwisting them or twist them tighter to make people feel things. <laughs> I suppose that is sort of the... That that is that is the whole of the magic, really. 
Oh no no. The 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 important thing is when I become a master, and then I can cut strands and kill people. Mmm. But no, yeah. There's a lot of green everywhere probably. And a bunch of blue for romance and all that stuff. Until yeah, until then you're just our Deanna Troy. Yeah. I just see shit everywhere. Uh do they say are the Raiders organized? Do they have a representative uh, here? Who are you asking? Uh out of out of character. No one mentioned it as of yet. Okay. There doesn't seem to be anyone sitting at the head of the Lars Folk table. There is a, there is someone at the head of the Lars Folk table, but no one said out out and out that someone is organizing all the raiders. Okay. That'd be something to ask some one of the Bortles folk then. They're less likely to kill us if we ask a bad question. Yeah, any of you can ask any questions you like about the vest in here. They you seem to be rather well accepted in, at this table. I'm here well, if Anne wants to talk sorta with the Lairdom mages about her whole cross thing, but not a lot yeah. else I can really offer right now. I mean, you could go oh, and, and talk sorts of with the Lairdom mages, although I guess it's less relevant to you. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, now that you're closer to it, you can see that the uh, the throne is a lot more intricate than it looks at first glance. It's uh it's carved out of wood, but inlaid with gold and silver. There's a number of faces along the sides, and the armrests are serpents. And the black the back of the chair is a blooming tree with a uh, with a haggard old face peering above the top of it. Oh. Is it supposed to be like the All Father equivalent? You mean the Groom Father? Yeah, Groom Father. Yeah, that thing. It that 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 seems to be the case. What what did you say the throne was made out of again? Is it just stone or is it like ancient wood? Oh wow, okay. petrified wood. You you know that uh that that gigantic log that the mountain just picked up a while back? Same idea. What? Game of Thrones. Uh, the the guy who plays the mountain just like comple- yeah. completed one of the ancient uh, Nordic legends of strength. Oh wow! More than that, because the he- legend was that the guy carried the log three steps. He carried it five. Half four, Bjornsson. Valentine, to figure out. Who has the most raiding experience? And basically, you press them for tips on uh, fighting and evading the Vendel Navy. Okay, um, you are uh, you're given a somewhat concerned look, but then a shrug. Fine. Uh, who are you asking? Just a guy. Uh, I don't know. Someone we trust most, probably. Probably that guy you were talking to a second ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he looks at you somewhat strangely. The raiders are, well, all of the clans have provided raiders, but they are headed by the Lars folk and the Stirnus folk. And what's the difference between them? The Lars folk are the warriors, and the Stirnus folk are the sailors. Warriors and sailors. Well, let's start with the sailors. There's the least amount of difference between sailors, I think. Sailing is basically the same in most of the world. Okay, so you go to another one of the tables, to the people clad in various fashions from different lands. They're laughing, sharing drinks, talking in actually several different languages. But one of them, one of them sees you coming. Oh, <laughs> Montaigne man! <laughs> what brings you to the Alting? What was the name of the Admiral we met in Vendel? The one who searched us? Ooh, I don't remember, I'm sorry. It's been a That's while. Right. Yeah, it's been a couple sessions, but 
I don't know if he was like a famous guy. Someone we could name drop? Yes. Well, you could name drop him. You remember the name, but uh, he's yeah. not anyone mentioned in the book. That's fine. I'd, I'd, na- I'd drop his name. Uh, I had an unpleasant a cu- encounter a, a with Admiral. A couple of people, when you mention it, just start scowling and yelling. So I had an unpleasant encounter with, with the Admiral, and I was here looking for tips, or maybe just stories of the times he was defeated. <laughs> now the Vendel. The Vendel have the finest craftsmanship. The biggest ships money can buy. What they and? don't what they don't have is highly skilled pilots and fast ships. So you strike them fast and from outside the range? Hell if needed, you just boat away. And a bunch of people laugh. Someone says, Yep, work for me. <laughs> Ah, fighting retreat, right? Indeed. Tactical retreat. Their their ships have lousy plunder anyway. It's the ships that come in from other places that you need to that you need to ransack. Why is that? The navy doesn't keep spoils. But the merchantmen do. Well, the merchantmen have their own spoils. Ripe for the picking. What are some of the best spots? Ah, well, you see. There is a particular strait to the east end of the islands that's the that's all the merchants from Kirk must go through if they want an easy route to Usura. Fine furs, fine gems, things of that nature. Easterly carryable and luxuries. Mm-hmm. And very often, large amounts of supplies are pulled back by the bountiful wealth of the Usuran landscape. Well... Raiding a ship full of food seems quite a bit less interesting. But you only need to do it once a voyage. <laughs> oh. You know, I think I could get along in this place for a while. Until someone chops your head apart for having taken some of their shit. Oh, and how's that different in Vestin rather than anywhere else? There, they'll only cut your hand off. Here, you lose your head. Sounds like a better death. Better a good death than a bad life. Unless you're caught using magic to do your tricks. Ah, and then what? The best draftning. The who? The best draftning. You're strung upside down from a tree. Your arms and legs are cut open, and the blood drained from them into wooden bowls and burned for the living ruins. Then you're given three chances to repent. The first, if you don't, you lose your scalp. The second, you lose your hand. The third, you lose your arm. He'll cast a glance over at the, uh... Over at the man that they approached with. Yep, seems about right. (laughs) Well, I'll just have to make sure I'm not captured, then. But if you do repent, then you're given your easy death. And if you don't... Well, I suppose... Sometimes you live, sometimes you don't. But no one will ever forget what you've done, and everyone who sees you will know. So out of character, the practice of piracy is okay as long as you don't use sorcery to do it? Uh, not exactly. Confused. What, what, what you're finding out is that they are very okay with raiding other nations. Ah, uh, okay. But you don't ste- Vestin don't steal from Vestin. That's fair. 
So the use of magic was just... I don't know. Why was yeah. it mentioned then if that wasn't the key? That sounded like the key. It was mentioned because uh, Valentine said that losing your head over a crime was a good death. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, okay. You, you made it seem like the stealing with magic was the important part, not the stealing from Veston part. In fact, any crime done with magic is best roughening. Very good to know. Well, do any of you know the, uh, the raiding party that went to Vendel? Oh, yeah, the Lars folk. Yes, the Lars folk. Yes, old Magnus, uh, old, uh, Skullig, son of, uh, son of who, son of who? Skullig. Scully Seems like an easy name to remember. Yes, yes. Is it possible to talk any reason into them? Only if it involves war. They are very good strategic minds, but war they are committed to. War with the Vendel? War with everyone. But yes, especially with the Vendel. Do they have any representatives still here? A whole table of them. Look over there. Mm. Big beefy men with big beefy arguments. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the warrior clan? Yeah, yeah the Lars folk. Is, is any of them eating also just a large slab of beef? Or a large, like, humorously sized chicken or turkey leg? Um, I was well, just pushing for beef because that way we just use the word beef a lot more. True. Now that you mention it, you are getting the distinct odor of uh, a fish. Old fish. Preserved fish, salted fish, all forms of fish. Lutefisk. Live-soaked fish? Probably not lutefisk. Any any lobsters, or has that not been invented yet? <laughs> no. They haven't invented lobsters. Hold on, let me <laughs> control to invent the lobster. I mean, it, lobster's been around a while, but people haven't been really eating them until relatively recently. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's, there's Revolutionary some... War America thought they were poor people food. I mean, like, there's a fair amount of people eating various shellfish. There's oysters, there's prawns, there's clams, a couple crabs. Any crab hands? Claws. Claws is what they are eating. Okay. Yeah, but is it is it a punishment? Is is the crab hands a punishment? Has <laughs> anyone been given the crab hands? No. We've been riding on this joke for three years now. <laughs> Can I go home to my wife? <laughs> But yes, what is anyone doing? <laughs> Keep watching and see how we're going to uh, deal with them. You're trying to every find once them. in a while. You you see uh you see a thrall ask the um, ask the jarl something, ask the jarl at some table something, and um, that jarl responds to them. And at that point, the thrall goes over and brings the statue on the far right end of the table to the far left end of the table and pushes the other ones down. Um, what does the... Uh, why do they keep moving the statues and flipping them? You you also notice that they are never flipping them. They are maintaining the same orientation. Okay. Why, why, are, they, why are they moving the statues? The statue on the left is the most recent vote. What is being voted on? Whether to go to war with the Vendel. Ah, I see, I see. Normally, a decision of such grave importance would be left to the High King, but he indicates the throne with a nod. So there is a 
uh, a tie, and it appears to be uh, there's a status quo being maintained. There's a tie, and it goes to the Lars folk who are who have the precedence in manners of war. So, which other clans are currently uh, for the uh, in favor of the war? The Enid's folk, the traditionalists, who no Vendel have ever come from their ranks. The Yard's folk, who hate the Vendel with a passion. The Lars folk, of course, they will never change their vote away from war. Right. And the Tillit's folk, the Hermits. So if we could convince one of the clans to change their vote and the war may be off... That is how it would go. So the Innitz folk and the Yards folk seem... I can understand them, but why the Tillitz folk? Or does anyone know? Why are hermits pro-war? The Tillitz folk, we respect their distance from the conflict. They will not be pulled to fight the war for us. They believe it must be done, and it means very little to them. One way or the other. Hmm. I see. Although there may be an issue. Someone may need to fight if the vote goes against war. Right. Well, what, what we hap- have, Yes, what happens when the vote is overturned? When the vote is overturned, it just goes to the majority. Understood. However, the High King, as I said, makes the mm. decision... There is no high king, but the Jarl of the Jars of the Lars folk. It is said that he will become high king. Is written in prophecy. I see. And that is why they have the precedence. At the moment, it is simply because it is in their clan's realm. But there is a growing number of people who believe we should simply listen to the head of the head of the Lars folk on this issue. Naturally, we take offense to that, considering we are the traditional family of high kings. Yeah, that is strange. So until he walks out of his house with white hair, we will not be listening to him as high king. Understood. You you do recall something about the fact that uh, when someone is ready to become high king and vest in lore, their hair turns white? Right, it's their, like, stigmata, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> Or their silverback. Uh, does, anyone, does anyone have any questions for the Vestin? Uh, yeah. Um, Anne will be direct and approach Eric and try not to die. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to try her best. How may I help you? Um, Eric is your name, I've been told. Eric of Folk, yes. Uh, I am Anne Holmvik. Um... And uh, what was the what was the name of the guy we were talking to before? I didn't write his name down. Did he, did he introduce himself? Olaf. Olaf. I had been talking to Olaf uh, of Bulldozfolk about the situation uh, with Vendel, the current uh, brewing climate, and I think I have a way to. Uh, I have I have some information I need to gather from the Vendel people in order to stop the conflict on the Vendel side, potentially. I see. What do you need? Well, to, you you know about the, the mining company on the 
burial plots and all that. Yes, the situation has been brought to my attention. Well, I was brought in as an expert to try and... I, I have been trying to curtail it, uh, st- stop stop the, the mining efforts uh, through the Vendor League. And uh, we made a discovery. Uh, they are they're digging for Mitral, which I noticed uh, does not... It should have been noticed centuries ago if it existed in this high in this large quantity and it is it it is not naturally formed what we have noticed is it forms in the shape of the very of the burial plots oh that is very troubling yeah i if you're familiar with uh draconizen i think it is a it may be a similar process that Mutual may only be formed from fallen Vestin heroes. It may just be a natural course of um, decay. Be careful who you tell that. Yeah, yeah. I I have been I have been told that uh, speaking of the fallen will get me killed and the other few tables. No, beyond that, if you tell that to the Handels folk, it will be very, very easy to get. Convince them of war. I see. Would they be trying to? For for what reason? I know they are the craftsmen. But look at it this way: the Vendel are at some point or another going to get that mithril. Am I right? It is. Is everybody else around? Whoever else wants to be around, and just walked yeah. to the end of the table and started talking to the Jarl like it ain't nothing. So if the captain wanted to come with her, then that is yeah. totally possible. Yeah, you can be around. Try wander along. Of course, they're going to take the mithril sooner or later. They'll back it up by army or navy if they need to. The Handel's folk will want it. They will want it very, very badly. Hmm. I normally wouldn't suggest this, but is there any chance that they would strike a deal with the Vendel? Of anyone, they are the most likely to. But think about it. What are the Vendel going to do once they get the materials to make superior arms and armor? Yeah, this is are true. They going, are they going to trade it to the Vestin? I suppose not. And on the side of the Handelsfolk, why buy what you can take? It would be cheaper for everybody if they would just buy the damn thing. Cheaper in costs, cheaper in lives, but not cheaper in honor. I suppose. Um, And perhaps not even cheaper in lives. Yeah. So, um, I do not wish to be forward, but... Oh, please, please, it's refreshing. Very well. I have only noticed this at the one site, which we have noticed outside of Kirk. And as the Bodles folk are the, have, have the history of the most high kings and are generally the, the most regarded and uh, most heroic of the, uh, of the Vestin, I was wishing to see some, uh, some of your, uh, burial plots to see if this is an isolated incident or if it's, if it is replicated, if this is if this is in fact a reason, it may be a deciding factor with the uh, with the Vendor League 
in swaying to uh, the current high king to and one who currently sure, occupies the seat. And you are sure that what you learn will prevent war? The Lars folk have said that they will they will only retaliate. This is what they this is what they have said. Um and if we can prevent Venzel from striking to first blow, which they are going to do with their eyes of mercenaries, as soon as the Lars folk approach. I can prevent I, I can prevent the company from having from actually being able to use its claim on the land if I can prove that having the land would be dangerous to the miners or that it needs to be or that the land needs to be preserved for some for some reason. And the the current High King will not listen to anything unless he has all the facts. I currently only have one data point. I need many in order to have a proven to in order to have a to actually have a fact and not just laws. Let me tell you about Vendel laws. I have spoken with the Vendel. They have at least nine laws of various antiquity that prevents them from attacking the Vestan people in the name of peace and conservation. There are at least ignore like everybody. Yes. Whenever it's inconvenient. So be careful how much strength you put on these Vendel laws. Their laws have no honor behind them. Only convenience. It is but one part of a many-headed attack. You do know that what you dig at the cemetery can never, ever be undug. If if. It's, if Dimitril is in such copious quantities as it was in Kirk, I should not have to dig. It should be plainly obvious. This will gain me many enemies among my clan and others. I can understand if you do not wish to carry this out. No. If you provide a service to me, then I will provide a service to you. That is fair. To the west, on the island of Chlorbulg, the home of the Larsfolk and the Tillitsfolk. There has recently been a... a stir. You see, Chlorbulg used to be larger than Oddiswolf. But it was the great com- it was the great battlefield of, of the living runes. It is where many of the runes fought and some died to defeat Krieg, the patriarch of the Lars folk. The one that struck the final blow was Vilskap. Uh, you recognize that as the Rune of Fury, and it's perhaps the most deadly of the runes that you've uh, studied because it allows the sorcerer to project a bolt of lightning. Okay, yeah, that's that's some of the very few actively aggressive magics. Right. Getting on some Sith level there. In the last few months, a large lightning storm came over Chlorbulk and struck down where Krieg was said to have been killed. And it left a rune, the rune of Vilskap. I am here to prevent a fight. The Lars folk are beginning to worship it. The Arons folk are beginning to move in on it. The Tillits folk who control the village that it happened next to, 
just wish to be left alone. But there is a catalyst I need you to remove. What do you know of the Explorer Society? <sighs> Not much, but enough to know that... Yes, I, I, I know some things about the Explorer Society. An Usurin man and his vest and his vest and manservants. He says with a serious scowl. They are there exploring the area. They believe, they say they found a cave network unleashed by the fury of the lightning bolts. Help them complete their expedition, kill them, throw them into the sea. I care not what you do. Just get them out of there before the clans clash and hotter heads prevail. Right. That seems like an achievable task. Uh, I sh- it is uh, I shall complete this. Uh, it's my favor to you for the one you are so graciously offering me. All right, thank you. And try not to offend anyone on the way out. People are antsy for a home gang today. Yeah, there seems to be some outside. Home home gang is Thunderdome, right? Essentially. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember if it's that a, if it was that one or the or the uh, drawing and quartering. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, essentially, the Vestin don't have so much of a legal system as um, an an offended confronts the offender in front of an in front of a ting, and the ting gives them the permission to resolve things themselves. Right. That is the legal system. <laughs> yeah, it's might makes right. Um. Oh, also, uh, where is the, uh, do you know where I may be able to find, uh, the Arl of the, uh, Tillisfolk? He's one of them over there. I'm not sure which, but they hang around each other. Right. They seem like the ones least invested into war, and we may be able, it seems like, the, uh, Especially since uh, they seem to also be involved in the conflict on Clubworld. Honest, honestly, I believe that if you do this thing for them, the Explorer Society, they may well just change their vote for you. Yeah, yeah, that is what I was thinking. And uh, a second uh, also important, uh, another, another part of this dispute... Uh, resolved. Anyway, yes, I shall. I shall do this thing. Uh, thank you for carrying me out. He nods. Anyone else have anything they'd like to do? No, I think I'm good. I'm fine. The deer doesn't. Deer's the type of person that unless something really piques her interest, will just stay back and be part of the background and or dance for money. But this does not seem like an appropriate setting, and these people do not have money, therefore they're dancing for them. You could be like that pink song, just you could be dancing, dancing for everybody. But I guess that's the inverse. I'm okay. trying to think of a way to work safety dance into this, but this is the opposite of that. That's no good. <laughs> it's a very dangerous dance. <laughs> Uh, Dangerous Dancing, the sequel to Dirty Dancing. I think that's Dirty Dancing 2, Havana Nights. 
All right. I forgot that was a thing. Which was actually supposed to be a uh, a biopic about the about did. the cube about a Cuban conflict. What? Yeah, I don't remember. It was somewhere in this American life. It was a very strange story. This is what it's like to be a movie writer. Sure. And why most people don't like to write movies that don't also direct them. Yep. I I saw that episode, The Critic. So what is your guys planned? Um, I think if we can find, uh, Anne might actually try and, uh, try and approach the, uh, the Jarl of the, uh, I keep forgetting their names. I wrote it down so I wouldn't, and I keep forgetting it. Till it's folk. Yeah, till it's folk. And inform them that, I don't know, we're gonna go help them, help the, help them with that problem they're having. And that, uh. She'll put it briefly in a, you find the Jarl, and in a voice that sounds like he hasn't been using it much in the last 20 years, he tells you no promises. Right. Yeah, I kind of figured that one. I just wanted to make it clear that we were, we're looking for representation on this one. Yeah. So there's no way for us to make a high king for them. That just has to be a gift from the gods. Come on, what do I need to roll to invent just for men? Touch of gray. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that'll do the already exists. Women dye their hair at this point. Yeah, not gray, white. Gray is not good enough. <laughs> we need to get this to current hot topic hipster white. We need to turn this into a uh, fucking uh, oh, what's his name? The the Zephyroth? No, I would have remembered that one. Raiden. Uh, <laughs> the bad Targaryen, Viserys. With the Targaryen? With the throne of gold. What's a Viserys? Don't worry about it. Oh, no, you're dating this. I mean, no one's going to recognize the most popular show and most pirated show. <laughs> I mean, is that a Game of Thrones thing? Yeah, it's a Game yes. of Thrones thing. <laughs> okay. Alright, so you guys, do you guys just uh, head back to your ship, or do you have other business in Tingvalatan? Um... Man, if yeah, let's see. Anne might try and talk with. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I, I don't know what I talk to talk to uh, Sigriff about with. Uh, oh, get, dog, you're getting in my way. Uh, talk to Sigriff and Francesca about because there's probably something. There's probably something there, but the. Uh, uh, question for Kevin: Is there anyone we need any spots on the ship we need filled? Um, yeah, is there, are the craftsmen here able to help us repair our ship or anything? Well, I, maybe our ship doesn't really need repair. Yeah, I think that's where things taken care of by our maintenance costs. Also, oh, okay. it's also the craftsmen are the ones we least want in this everything. Got it. Got it. Because we could accidentally make them vote for war. Got it. Got it. Yeah. No, I mean, so I, I, we're still running a skeleton crew, so I don't know. We could use a, a chef, <laughs> a cooper. That's an exciting role. This was like the first five acts of One Piece. What is it, Cooper? I don't. I don't even know. They make a barrels. Make a barrel, barrels. A barrel maker. They're the. They're ah. the least exciting, but the most important. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got they it. actually get. They actually get a fairly large cut of the uh, spoils. Got it. Well, got can it. we? So, on the what James said, can we get a robot man or a skeleton or someone with like six arms or a guy sure. with a slingshot that lies really good? Well, that's what you get with the ship. Some kind of rubberman. <laughs> nah, if you don't have, if you don't start with a rubberman, you can't get one. <laughs> but no, nah, I, I can't it. really. 
I think we have most of the important roles on the ship filled now. I don't think we have a, a like a dedicated surgeon because we're we, not going to find someone better in an NPC. I think is that Anne does a lot, and we could maybe get some people to supplement her so she doesn't have to do everything. You have a number of drunks from Avalon. <laughs> yes, the, we have them. We have the princess group, and we have uh. You have Juan de San Cristobal up yeah. top. We have Juan. We like Juan. <laughs> Never forget Juan. <laughs> oh, and we have... Uh, Is he still in that crow's nest right now? Don't worry about it. You pluribus want him. <laughs> I just assume he ha- you know, he probably has a, a, a cotton bed up there. You know. This is his home now. Out. This is where he lives. <laughs> We've removed the ladder. Get progressively fat. <laughs> you just gotta get progressively fatter over your adventures <laughs> until he can't leave the crow's nest. No, but if he can't <laughs> use the crow's nest, he's not gonna be eating much, so... <laughs> No, he's got a he's got a, he's got a, an apple. He's got a bucket that he lowers down and that food is dropped into. <laughs> That's not the only thing that ever goes in the bucket though. Put the jerky in the bucket and everything will be okay. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh should we recruit some people so we're not just a couple can, of Can we people recruit then? people? I mean, I'm not going to tell you no. I mean, I mean there's, can pe- this there's be people like, there. Well, I mean, let's just attach a, a a life jacket to some people and push them off the pier and then like, we'll get them on our ship and then there'll be, uh, be our crew. Oh, like, right, there's yeah, no, now there's no beautiful long-haired man among the savages that is obviously supposed to be a member of your party. No, yeah, I'm just wondering if it would be offensive to the other tribes if we just started, like, recruiting like, their servants and stuff. Like, it wouldn't be easy to do because, you know, there's very tight familial ties, but if you manage to do it, then... They could do it. This isn't that, like Final Fantasy Tactics where we can just sit down and go through the names. It's not like Mountain Blade where I can just walk into a town. I, I'm still bolts. suggesting our uh, Metal Gear Solid plan of just abduct them. You haven't invented the Fulton and you're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> Him too? Okay. Wait, I can't invent a Fulton. Tell me what I can and can't do, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, we, we don't really want to Shanghai anybody. Because uh, we're going to be operating in their waters for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we're not going to Shanghai. Yeah. You want to do that? You want to be like, they want to be halfway to the other side of the world by the time they wake up. (laughs) You don't want something bad to happen. I got this top secret info from the uh, enemy base. What would be a a role to try and recruit people anyway? Uh, Socializing? it wouldn't necessarily be a role. I mean, there could be it could be involved in the merchant knack, but you know, you have to give them a give people a good reason to want to join your crew. Right, and unfortunately, in Vestin, it's very hard to to lure them with promises of money. Well, well, promises of action. We could promise, hey, we're gonna fight some dudes. Hey, we get into shit a lot. You will never be bored. <laughs> we're very what? bad. Want to hear about we the last ship everything. we? <laughs> Want to hear about the last ship we had? We're on. Yeah, we could. You could tell. You could tell stories about how we got exploded once <laughs> and made it out. Fucking. And then uh, we died. Nadir got shot nine times. An impressive task. If you if you want to take that route, that'd be an oratory check. Can I use my social bonus of having nice legs? 
It's not really high on the list right now. Besides, you've probably got those covered. I've got um, yeah under five five layers. <laughs> so I've got even colder uh, here. If it's Wits plus Oratory, I've got five K three on that. Sure. Um, I have. Oh, wouldn't it be also six K three on that? To like say, hey, hey you. you. I, I mean, I also Panache have three. Storytelling is also fair. I also have Panache at three. Like, all my skills are three, basically, except for Resolve and Brawn. Um, I, I'm 6k3 only because I'm attractive. I'm big. Does that well, help? What I, was, like, I could be 6k3 in that case. Uh, what does the captain have? He's, a, he's one who would be maybe recruiting people. Or Declan. Uh, no, not very good at that. What has Declan been uh, finding in his games of dice? Uh, Declan, what have you been doing? Like, you found some random people to play various games of chance with. You're learning some new ones, too. Like, face punch. <laughs> not really. I think, <laughs> but... No, way. That's not new. Yiddish practically invented face punch. I mean, they did. It's called Irish Stand Down. I mean... Uh... I don't like... It's... I can't think of anything to do here because it's same. It's very uh, like we're basically in weird Viking Congress, and things seem very volatile. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We are stranger in a strange land among Vikings. Have you been meeting any potential crew, Declan, among your gamblers? You've been meeting, you've been meeting a number of people who are very possible to recruit. If that is your prerogative for. Uh, yeah, I guess if nothing else, nice uh, rolling. Yeah, because uh, he's a decent enough gambler who can probably like keep himself fairly even. So he is basically just, uh, you know, he's like those people who play penny slots for like five hours. <laughs> Little grandma, Midwestern. It's mostly for the for the entertainment of it, I suppose. Just dark bags probably, under probably. their eyes, pulling the lever again. <laughs> yeah, what is, what has even gambled here? Like uh, also, that's a fair point. Like they do have they they do have a bartering system. I believe they still have uh, some form of uh, coin struck currency, but nothing nothing as sophisticated Necklaces, as the Vendel the Vendel Gilder knives. Interesting pieces of lint. <laughs> I, I mean, Declan's got like like nine <laughs> bottles of, of uh, rum left. Wager those if necessary. They're well shaped stones. They're sticks. They're pig. They're posters of Abraham. <laughs> God damn it. Forgot about that. Yeah, you can you can start doing stuff like that. Um, yeah. And you do actually meet a guy. He's he's actually very quiet about his name, but uh he he does mention that he's one of the Lars folk and he's willing to join on with your crew. Uh, in what position? Just, just sort of general crew. Master of boarding. Do we have that filled yet? We have a master of arms, but no master of boarding. Master of arms is German McShielder. Right. All right. Oop. Yeah. I'll. I'll uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess Decker would know better than I would. What, whatever the, the appropriate share would be for that. Hmm. How often do you see action? To be brutally honest, uh, we uh, seem to always be engaged in one manner of uh, fairly foolish errands. Uh, 
You'll wear the she. Passingly. Uh, well, sort of a long story, but, uh... Anyway, that's why we're here. Um, this is actually kind of difficult, because they haven't done much actual piracy or... Well, on it. well, well, there was that one time we got blown up by the Inquisition. I assume once we get back into not Spain territory, we'll be doing a lot of fighting. The fighting city of Castile. Yeah, you know, tell them we're basically, we're heading back, we're heading to the south pretty soon. We don't plan to stick around here for very long, so, uh... Good, neither well, do I. But you say you have been in fights? Uh, yeah, though, though, uh, I must say recently, uh, been a bit more, uh, ground warfare. That but is o- fine. But only very recently. That is fine, but you have enemies, yes? Oh, if, if only, uh, yeah, we have, we have many enemies. Uh, Inquisition, uh, actually, is that the only enemy they have at this point? It, it, it's a big enemy. That's a big enemy, yeah. <laughs> you know. Possibly Barrick. We're more friendly rivals. I see. The Inquisition. Big army. Oh, yeah, and every last one of them's mad. And what did you say happened to your last ship? Uh, well, to, to, to bring up the Inquisition again... Uh, we we had one of those Avalon fellas, what could, uh, sort of be the ship, I suppose. Uh, kind of hard to describe. Uh, well, the priest shot him in the head. Which <laughs> then put, like, a... <laughs> yeah. I, I, I suppose it's a little amusing in hindsight. Uh, not quite much at the time. <laughs> uh, and then we killed a cardinal and, you know, had to steal the ship we have now. And then Barry left. It was a cardinal, right? It was a colonel, I think. The the the, 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 the Spanish guy that we uh, shot. I still I still have the name somewhere. Uh, Don Jose Alejandro Gustavo de Zapata. You mentioned your his rank that you wrote down. Uh, Don. He's just a nobleman. Because he is okay. a nobleman. He That's the one we shot around. in the back as he was running. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm the one who told him where yeah. everyone else was because he asked me. The cardinal was coming to our location because yeah. there's no pope yet. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. So it, yes. you know, yeah, you know, killed a don, had to steal our ship and leave. <laughs> I mean, in actual fact, it was our ship. Uh, captain had paid for it already, but the Inquisition tends to be very—they uh, take a hands-on approach to the uh, the property of well, people who aren't them, I suppose. You, you interest me. And things have not interested me for a very, very long time. <laughs> very well. What did you say the ration was? Uh, you know, uh, they'll say like, I don't know, uh, a yeah. 64th or something. Or... Yeah. If you'll have me, I will join your ship. Uh, certainly. But I will warn you, I like to fight. That I, makes two of us. I really, really like to fight. You have a box, or it's just a sword and shield and like. What do you? What do you carry? I carry. Is he carrying whatever he carries? He, yeah, he he nods back at a double bladed axe on his back. Yes. I'm a uh, big fucker. All right. I can fight with my hands though. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, 
We don't, if uh, the seas are calm, I can give you a run for your money. Uh, of course, that's a last resort. Huh. I have always wondered how many punches it would take to bust open the head of an Inishman. No, nothing personal. It's, uh, it's, it's more than you'd think, less than I'd hope. Right, right. You have a deal. Yeah, so tell him where the ship is. He, he, uh, he, he shakes your hand. So I suppose I owe you my name, don't I? What help? I am Ulf Valdemarsson of Lars Volk. Declan McKieran. I'll be your bosun. Oh, this is going to be fun. He gets up and walks straight out the door and away from the city. Straight into the water, underneath, and then immediately climbing up the side of the ship. (laughs) (laughs) He he pulls the ship under him like that glitch in Assassin's Creed 4. (laughs) (laughs) Da-dun, dun, da-dun. No, and it's like in Choose Your Own Adventure Hamlet. He just walks from one end of the sea to the from into the sea and out up onto another island like the ghost dad of Hamlet. By the way, that that glitch happened to me no less than 3 times. <laughs> it was a fairly common glitch. <laughs> uh. The ascension of the jackdaw, everyone. <laughs> Sweet video. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you have recruited another man's. Excellent. We are one Put it man's down on the sheet stronger. or something. Hmm? Put it on the sheet or something. That is cheese it's, omelet in French. Yeah, it's it's not an, it's not an official rank, but it is what he is. He, he's he the to, guy. He wants to be flight of, master. He's the guy who kind of breaks in and lets the other rest of the crew pour in behind him. Right, the Master of Arms is the head of combat on your ship. The Master of Boarding is the head of combat on their ship. Gotcha. So what is the Master of Boarding again? It's not an official ranking, but it's a description of the job he wants. Yeah. Oh, okay. He just kind of wants to go over to the other Oh, I, I took boarding the wrong way. Up. My bad, I got it. What was his name? Ulf, okay, Ulf Vandermarsen of Folk. okay. Isn't Klebautrovan the One Piece sea monster? I don't know. No, Club Wonder Man is... It, it was in One Piece. It is the kobold that lives in the ship that only appears if the ship is going to go down, which happened in One Piece. Spoilers. What? Yes, I'm sure that at some point in the massive backlog of One Piece, the ship almost went down once. No, it did go down. Oh, it went down once. Ship. It, it was very sad. I mean, One Piece is still making things. It's never not making things. It's like Detective Conan. It'll never end. Also, we actually don't have... Well, I guess we do have a Master at Arms with the uh, the Ruckin. Eisenman. Yeah. So, I'm going to say once again, you get back to the ship, and you find that the wind is once again as you're on at your backs as uh, you travel to Kjorbolg. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm just going to call the session there. Okay, that's fair. It's getting late. We didn't get really much accomplished here, but... It was an yeah. it was an info gathering session. That's sort of what was coming up. Everyone take four XP. Okay. Drama dice don't drama dice don't cycle yet. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the end of an arc. But the, the excess don't go away either. Right. Does anyone have any questions, comments, concerns? No. No. The session kind of felt the the session felt sort of plotting, but we're kind of like 
it was an it was an info gathering one like we yeah. we came here to figure out how to do the the thing that we're after like this whole this whole arc's been kind of hard to address because it's really yeah there's there's a lot of been at dramatic one... but violent ways to go about it yeah <laughs> there've been yeah there've been a lot of ways that we could have ended this with bloodshed but that doesn't seem like the right thing to do so like no like cause even from like uh I mean you know PCs are going to be risk averse because they're you know that's how they are but I mean, like, I can't even see any ways where like violence would have solved up. anything. You kill anyway? the head of the mining league, and now the votes decide. Well, there were, all we would have done is start a war. There were there were options for like more active things, like you know, going into that rich guy's house and stealing the patent back, stuff like that. All right, we're gonna do a hike. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I mean, it wouldn't have accomplished anything. Yes, yeah, stealing it, make it doesn't feel do better. anything. Because stealing the patent, like, the patent, stealing patent, the patent, patent, seems patent is paper. Like a, yeah. Oh yeah. Do you do you guys have fun with the um, the ship problems segment? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was that was. Uh, yeah. No. That was interesting. Uh, I'll try to figure out a good ship combat system at some point. Yeah. Uh, think, how about these? What about our votes for dwarves and snakes and bugs? Into this. Yeah. Next session. Okay. Okay. Because you fellas have earned yourself a good old-fashioned dungeon crawl. Excellent. I shall bring all of my finest powders. I bring your bring, bring your ten foot pole. Eleven foot, James. The eleven foot pole is a trick because they'll always space it out like ten feet apart. Try not to climb into any mouths of things. <laughs> uh, I I <laughs> I technically have like a five foot pole. That's my staff. Good. If- Take another one. Tape them together. Let me just invent it. <laughs> so, 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 Declan, you've walked into the uh, into the mouth of the thing. Okay, uh, X, uh, I need you to go to your sheet real quick and uh, highlight the whole thing and just hit backspace for me. <laughs> <laughs> Start making someone new. Coincidentally, John Wick believes the Tomb of Horrors is the worst adventure ever written. I am inclined worst to agree. Ever. I think even Gygax admits, like, he did made that as a joke. Oh, Gygax was unrepentant about it. People were just like, oh, it's just too easy. He's like, fuck you, I'll make the hardest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that's the story. He made, he his players were getting complacent, so he made a dungeon just to fuck with them. You're not gonna win. Then the guys who come after them aren't gonna win. <laughs> I remember the one time it was won, like, like they had to actually bring him over to make sure it was cool because it involved, like, touching a crown with a, a stick. <laughs> because if you touch the treasure at the end, you die. <laughs> You're going to have hundreds and hundreds of descendants, and none of them are going to win. <laughs> so at, the, at that point, it becomes rogue legacy. I mean... Um... But yeah, I think the only the only thing I have to to say for this is um I think this this has been said before so I'm probably beating it I'm probably kind of beating a dead horse is that this yeah, this it this arc has been without a it's been very free form, but at the same time it feels like there's something very specific we need to do in order to resolve it. But we're not getting there. Yeah, cuz it's um although I think when you come to an arc that is stop a war from happening, that's kind of the yeah. that's kind of the muddy waters that you tread into. I've been trying to give you guys options, but they haven't. I suppose they haven't been all very obvious. Yeah, I think I I know when that's the thing. Like I went to the I went to the Bodles folk. I also thought about I'm like oh we could also go to the we could also go to the Lars folk and try to like fight them 
to win their honor and try and try and get them to try and get them to delay something. But it's like, no, if we fight the Lars Folk, we're just going to die. I mean, there's a number of ways you could go about it. Like, if you want to focus on the Aaron's Folk, you could have done something a bit more sorcery aligned. Right, but the Aaron's Folk are already against the war to begin with. Sure. Like the the main reason I was gonna go with the Tillits folk is like oh they're detached from the war like they they're they're the vote that's the easiest to change the Lars folk are not going to change because war is their entire thing the traditionalists hate the Vendel so they're going to be in favor of anything that fucks the Vendel yeah. over I didn't really look too much into the Yars folk because um I don't know I was afraid of them <laughs> I one of the things I was thought I figured you consider is uh, maybe using your you seem to be on the side of the um, Vest in here. I was wondering if it would be. I was wondering if you guys were ever going to consider just like straight up sabotaging the Vendel. I mean, we did. We blew up their site. No, I mean, like in a military sense. I don't know how we can do that. They have enough. How would we? They have enough Eisen. They're a country. Yeah. Well, it's all based around the town of Kirk. I'm sure you guys could figure out some way or another to uh, mess up the defenses of a town. Maybe oh, that they're gonna seems, get sacked. That seems yeah. That seems like that, it would that be. That seems like making war rather than preventing one. I'm not. Say, I'm not saying that it's the way you should have gone. I'm just saying I'm, I was, it's it's the way I was expecting someone to bring up. No, that's like that's the thing. Like reading reading the book on Vendel, like it seems like they have infinity Eisen mercenaries. So that's just trying to trying to sabotage their ability to defend themselves seems pointless. Well, I mean, you're also going on what the book said, like. Who knows what the GM says? Well, but one can reasonably assume. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're in a setting for a reason. Yeah. You know, so that uh, certain things can sort of be assumed. And I think also, I don't know, to take it to to take it to that argument, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Also, that's just not a thing that I, that would have occurred to me to to begin with to try and yeah. mess with their military. So, what can I do in future sessions? Um. See, that's a good that's a good question because this is this the main problem with this one is that it's just like it's a very big goal for us to achieve. Um, I think you've made it kind of clear that oh there's there is a there are two sides voting to go to war and or one one side that is effectively voting to start a war and another side that's effectively that is literally voting to go to war. So we need to we need to find something to get these two sides to stop doing that. Seems yeah. to be the main goal. You do have um, a couple options for that. Yeah, we've. I you think we different... we got it. We got it very clear how to at least get the Tillits folk. I don't know, listening to us, if nothing else. Right. But I think in like a meta sense, because like I I I had trouble in my like role playing recruiting that guy because we're 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 pirates who don't engage in piracy and pirates that don't do anything. <laughs> well. We're... <laughs> The piracy, the piracy comes later. We've we've been around too many people. We we don't have enough crew yet to pirate things. Well, like like don't get me wrong. I've said from the start. Like I mean, actual piracy is is, I mean, it's just like fighting dudes. Mm-hmm. But I I guess what it is is that like um, I I guess I I made I made Declan with a sort of a pulpier world in mind, with a swashbucklier world in mind. I'm trying to make it swashbuckling, I promise. I think I'm trying to get a stack to the swashbuckling. I think a lot of it is we're in a very peculiar setting. Avalon has, where we were in Avalon, a lot of different cultures come through. 
So a lot of different people could do a lot of different things. Bendel's very homogenous almost. It's very so com- is Veston. Yeah, well yeah. So yeah, and and they're homogenous in, in different ways, and I think the, ve- the yeah, Veston seemed a lot more straightforward because Vendel has a lot of problems because they're everything wrong with capitalism. <laughs> yeah. So trying to figure out a way I know that, but they're actively engaged in trade, which means that they're gonna be people from all all around the Well uh, the also the thing them. is though, they actively hate pirates. That too. Yeah. Like well, Hey, you wanna it, join if if we uh, do, crew? Yeah. Well everyone actively hates pirates except pirates. Like No, but on. these guys especially hate pirates. Anyone yeah, who, they do anyone have who can pirate hunting squads. Yeah, also anybody who is a known pirate uh is is hung up and left on display in Ven- Yeah, like towns. like you could probably uh, recruit anywhere else but, you know, like Vendel. Yeah, Vendel. Like you can like, you know, you'd have to be somewhat discreet about it, but you can't like just say, uh, you know, you have to the hoopsie would have to get to recruit a crew in Vendel is like I think I figured out sort of the main shortcoming. We need more. This en- this entire plot really is centralized on Anne, which is awesome, but it means Anne has to do most of the things for us. Whether it's talk to people, arrange things, it it does. Whereas like the Avalon plot, there was making the potion, there was dealing with Barrack, there was dealing with she, there was a, a, a numerous of things. Whereas I guess this plot feels very Anne centric, which I don't mind. But it just means I'm sitting back here sometimes going, there's nothing that a Vodachan woman who sees threads can help with right now. Well, I think that's also on us a little. Yeah. Because we're like, oh, we should just let Nan handle this. Which is funny because well, Anne... no, but I'm, I mean... Anne, Anne like, is the... Uh, tell me, sorry. Go ahead. Like, you're not me. So maybe, like, you think I thought of something that I hadn't, but, like, what could Declan have been doing? I mean, that's also a thing, While she though. was talking. Like... I mean, I I don't like I didn't see any I didn't see anything I could do. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can offer that will better the situation, which is I mean, fine. I can, recruit, I can recruit crew, and but, I can go know, deal that's... with women. Also, we should probably take and... this off record. Yeah, I have an good night, internet. Good night. Good night, internet.